if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hi there. Welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you with me today. Today, we're going to be moving on to part two in our gut health series. If you missed last week's episode, I would recommend you go back and listen to that at some point. It's not essential before you listen to today's episode, but last week we covered why your child's gut health is so important. The six main reasons that you might want to think about your child's gut health. And we all should be thinking about it. Um, It's not just for those families that are having issues with their kids' gut health. And so I really hope you find this series informative. Today, we're going to be covering the four things in your child's diet that are depleting their gut health. And I really want to cover some of these common ingredients and factors within our kids' diet and also their environment, which will be next week, before we move on to, you know, some of the practical ways that you can boost your kids' gut health. And, you know, there's a lot of information around about how to boost gut health. Um, But if we're putting our energy and resources into boosting our kids' gut health, but they're still exposed to some of these foods, ingredients, environmental factors that are depleting their gut health, it's it's like trying to fill an empty bucket. It's not going to be as effective. We want to plug up those holes in the bucket first, and then the efforts we put into boosting their gut health will be so much more effective. So, 
the four things in your child's diet that are depleting their gut health. First of all, I want to talk about the microbiome. If you haven't heard me talk about the microbiome before, it is basically the the ecosystem um, that is within our our guts. The the combination of bacteria, viruses, fungi, um, the living organisms that make up our gut microbiome. And so the microbiome is really uh, is really important. It's the most important thing when it comes to our child's gut health and adults' gut health as well. This is definitely all translatable to adults. What I want you to know about the microbiome is diversity within the microbiome is really important and high diversity, lots of different species of healthy bacteria within the microbiome leads to more positive health outcomes for both kids and adults. When we have a lack of diversity within the microbiome, we know that that lack of diversity is linked with a lot of the common childhood issues that we see today, eczema, allergies, asthma, even things like the neurodevelopmental conditions such as ASD, ADHD. So there's lots of reasons we want to be working on getting a high diversity within our microbiome. The bad news is that, um, you know, over time, since way back in the hunter-gatherer days, if we compare microbiome diversity of hunter-gatherers with our microbiome diversity today, it has halved. And there's lots of factors involved in that halving. um, And that is thought to be playing a role in a lot of health problems, challenges, conditions that we have today. And so we want to we want to encourage more diversity within the microbiome. One of the things that has led to this reduction in the diversity of course is diet. And our modern day western diet that is high in processed, packaged, refined foods and low in whole foods is a big factor. Because our microbiome requires uh, good amounts of fiber to thrive. Fiber is great for our microbiome. And when we are eating more processed, packaged, refined foods, that fiber intake is reduced. So this is the first thing that I want to talk about is the, the processed, refined, packaged foods are leading to that reduction in the microbiome diversity. As I said, fiber is one of the key ingredients to a healthy gut. And when our kids are eating lots of white bread, breakfast cereals, packet snacks, um, you know, the, the white versions of all of the grains, the pasta, the rice, the noodles that have had all of the fiber removed, then that's not, and that's not a good thing for the microbiome. Of course, it doesn't mean we have to get rid of processed packaged refined food altogether, but we need to be aware that too much of these foods in the diet really does have a big impact on the amount of fiber our kids are taking in through their food sources, and that is detrimental to the microbiome. So this is one of the biggest factors in the lack of diversity within the microbiome. So we have the the good bugs, the healthy bugs within the microbiome, and they require fiber 
to fuel them. So without that fiber, they're not getting their food source. So high amounts of processed, packaged, refined foods are really detrimental to that diversity within our, our kids' microbiome. And they this can also lead to lots of issues like slow transit time and constipation in our kids. So we really want to be thinking about upping, increasing that fiber intake within our kids' diets by switching over to more whole foods, more fresh fruits, more vegetables, more whole grains, more legumes. Plant foods are a great source of these fibers. Um, and yeah, so that's one thing that we want to be we want to be thinking about. The second ingredient within your child's diet that is depleting their gut health is the S word. Yes, it's sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. We know that sugar is not good for our kids in so many different ways. You know, sugar leads to mood and behavioral changes and issues. It definitely doesn't lead to, um, you know, healthy sleep. Um, sugar depletes our kids' immunity. And it also has a negative effect. It disrupts our my, our kids' microbiome. So when our kids are eating too much sugar, it's reducing the beneficial bacteria within our kids' microbiome. It can lead to an overgrowth of the bad bacteria or the pathogenic bacteria. So it leads to this situation of dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of good and bad bacteria within the gut. And the other thing sugar does is it causes inflammation, it leads to more inflammation. And inflammation is not a great thing for our health overall. And it's, you know, gut inflammation um, is not is not a positive um, thing for our gut health overall either. So there's lots of reasons we want to really just be aware and reduce our kids' sugar intake. Now, I know this is easier done uh, sorry, easier said than done. <laughs> I wish it was easier done than said um, because sugar is everywhere. And we walk, you know, through the aisles in the supermarket and it's really hard to find even savoury foods that don't contain some form of sugar. So when we're thinking about, you know, reducing processed packet refined foods, just that in itself is going to reduce the amount of sugar intake our kids you know, are exposed to. But the the um, particular areas I encourage parents to think about when it comes to, you know, starting to reduce that sugar intake in their kids is number one, breakfast, and number two, snacks. And number three, you know, drinks as well. If your kids are, are drinking soft drinks or even a lot of juice, um, that has a high sugar intake as well. But unfortunately, a lot of our modern breakfast choices, the cereals, um, you know, the white bread with a sugary uh, spread in the morning are full of sugar. So not only are these, you know, depleted or um, lacking in nutrients, they're also really high in sugar. The vast majority of breakfast cereals that you'll pull off the shelf, um, you know, do have quite high sugar levels. So to get started with, with reducing sugar in your child's diet, maybe you can start to move towards a more savory breakfast option, even if it's just something like scrambled eggs 
and a piece of toast um, or, you know, some some beans, some baked beans or something on toast, um, preferably that, that you've made a batch of yourself because even the, the tin baked beans can have quite high um, amounts of sugar. Uh, or you could look at it's even like more more of a sweet option for breakfast, um, so, but but then make it yourself. So such as like a homemade muesli or a homemade granola or some yogurt and fruit. Um, but then you can add you know some nuts and seeds and things like that. So moving away from those commercial breakfast cereals can can make a really big impact on your child's sugar intake in the morning and that will really help with their you know en- their more sustained energy levels throughout the day their learning their concentration as well and as i said the other area to focus on is the snack food. Um, lots of kids are getting way too much sugar in through their snacks. So can you you know move away from so many bought snacks and start making your own biscuits, muffins, you know, healthy slices, um, or even move towards more sort of savory snacks, some dips and dips and crackers um, or dips and veggie sticks. So thinking about that sugar intake at breakfast and at snacks is a really good starting place. So let's move on to the third thing in your child's diet that is depleting their gut health. And in this in this area, I want to talk about preservatives and additives. Now, again, it's really hard to avoid preservatives and additives in our diet because they are added to food for all kinds of different reasons. And one of the main reasons preservatives and additives are added to food is to prolong their shelf life. So the way that preservatives prolong a food's shelf life is inhibiting the growth of bacteria. And that does include beneficial bacteria. So when our kids are eating, again, too many high like foods that that contain preservatives um this is this is going to be detrimental to the microbiome you know think about the microbiome it's bacteria and anything that kills bacteria is potentially going to be detrimental to the microbiome as well so look It's a big ask to say, right, let's cut out all the additives and preservatives in your kid's diet, particularly if this is new information to you. I want to let you know that this is a process. This isn't something that you do overnight. But also, I want to give you some information as to the most damaging preservatives and additives um, that that are affecting our kids' microbiomes and their gut health. And that they are the nitrates and the sulfurs. So nitrates, I'm sure you've heard of before, are generally used in processed meats. They are used as a preservative and also a colour fixative. If you can find um, nitrate-free ham or bacon, um, you can often find these sorts of products from the farmer's market, you'll see that they are a different colour. So the nitrates in these processed meats um, do kind of give them give them a different colour. And they're not great additives. They're additives we want to try and avoid. In terms of numbers, um, they are 249 
2252. So 249, 250, 251 and 252. They're the numbers you want to avoid. And look, there's more and more processed meat options like ham and bacon popping up that do have a nitrate free um, option. So if you can find those, that is a great option. And then there is the sulfurs. Now, a lot of people are really sensitive to sulfur. Um, sulfur is used to preserve dried fruit, wine, um, jellies and jams, that sort of thing. So the sulfurs are t- number 220 and 221. Um, and we want to be avoiding these for lots of reasons. You want to try and be a, you, you want to try and find a source of um, dried fruit that doesn't contain sulfur. Again, they're often a different color. Um, and that inc- includes things like sultanas, um, you know, dried apricots, all of those sorts of things. So when it comes to um, other preservatives that we want to try and avoid that can be having a negative effect on the gut microbiome, um, really any number between 200 and 228 and then the numbers 249 to 252 and then also the numbers 280 to 283. Um, So these are all preservatives that are you know, potentially having a detrimental effect on your kid's microbiome. Now, a little bit here and there is not going to be a problem for most kids. But if we can find alternatives to some of the products we might regularly be feeding our kids that do contain these preservatives, then that's going to be a great thing for their overall health. um, And obviously, their gut health is what we're talking about today. The other preservative you want to be thinking about um, are the artificial sweeteners. And artificial sweeteners are often added into foods that will say no sugar or low sugar or sugar-free. So, you know, a lot of us see those claims on the front of a packet of food or a drink and go, oh, that must be healthy. It's got no sugar in it or it's sugar-free or it's low sugar. But you do always need to make sure you turn around that packet and have a look at the ingredient list. Make sure there are no artificial sweeteners in there Um, because artificial sweeteners have been shown to have a detrimental effect on the gut microbiome as well. Uh, and sugar-free or, or um, low-sugar soft drinks and chewing gums are, you know, really common sources of these artificial sweeteners. So we want to be trying to avoid that those where possible as well. And then the fourth thing in your child's diet that may be depleting their ki- their gut health is pesticides. Now, pesticides, of course, are those chemicals that are sprayed on our food to, you know, to make it easier for the farmers really um, and to make sure crops don't get damaged by pests and that sort of thing. Now, this is one of the scariest because it's invisible. It's hard for us to determine, you know, whether our food does have pesticides on it. Really the only way to guarantee there's no pesticides is to choose organic or at least spray free. And this is why I love shopping at the farmer's market so much because, you know, even though some of the the produce might not be um, certified organic, you can talk to the farmers. Um, Often they'll give you, you know, some really good information as to, to some of the farming practices that they use. And they're generally well 
um, well ahead and much better than the commercial farms um, that you, which is the produce that you'll find at the supermarkets. So by nature, pesticides are designed to kill living organisms, um, and they're sprayed on the crops that we consume, which then damage the living organisms within the gut potentially. Again, you know, it's really hard to steer clear of these things completely, but if we can choose organic or spray-free produce um, or or food products where possible, that's a really great thing for our children's microbiome. And, you know, to be totally transparent, we are certainly not a family that eat 100% organic. Um, I like to source local food, um, which, which, you know, isn't always organic. But like I said, shopping at the farmer's market really does help in terms of that load of things like pesticides as, and preservatives that your family are getting in through their diet. So just to recap on those on those four foods that your child may be eating that could be detrimental to their gut health. The first was was the processed refined food. The second one was sugar. The third one was preservatives and additives. And the fourth one was pesticides. Now, I don't want you leaving this this episode overwhelmed. Um, just take one step to reduce one of these ingredients or foods in your child's diet. You know, make a plan to start replacing sugary breakfast cereal with a more whole food um breakfast option. That's going to reduce the sugar, potentially reduce additives and maybe even reduce pesticides um, and processed foods. So you're really, you know, you're you're killing four birds with one stone, um, so to speak. So don't think about all of these things separately. When we start to move towards more nutrient-dense whole foods in our kids' diets, you know, we can make really quick progress by just taking a step-by-step approach with this sort of thing. So it's really just to make you aware of some of those things that your child may be over-consuming in their diet that are leading to, um, you know, those holes in the bucket. Um, and we really want to want to address this before we start working on building up our kids' gut health. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about some of the toxins and chemicals within our environment, within your households that are having a detrimental effect on your kids' microbiome and gut health as well. So I'll see you then. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.